down to business to defeat the Huns. Ow! <laughs>
it didn't have anything about the uh, cause of death. But anyway, um, yeah, the, yeah. Unfortunately, this is sort of strange. His head was not recovered. Hmm. His hair color was determined by other means. Okay. That's unfortunate. Yes. If you know somebody that went missing or heard about someone who went missing or sometime in 1998 and they very well could have drowned and they were 15 to 30 years old and most likely had dark hair and were 5'6", 135 pounds, you can call the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office and speak to Mark Adams. Um, at 979-849-2441. See, there are no details, things like that. I would like to talk to the people that have the files for those kind of things. Yeah. And be like, okay, is his head not missing or not there because it was forcibly removed? If if it's uh, you such know. a... If there's so little evidence, it would be nice if there was at least written down how it was found, where it was found. Yeah. I mean, are there any other marks on the body that, I mean, are there tattoos? A lot of people have tattoos. Were there birthmarks? You know, it's just a lot of these things. I get skeletal remains. I get that. But, um, like, that where, like, the head was missing. Ridiculously unfortunate. And nobody wants to know that about their loved one. I understand. And I guess, all in all, it doesn't really matter for finding out who the person is. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, the, like, marks and stuff on the body. Oh! Yeah. I had to make an update for one of our uh, other cases that we did the last time because I found on... I think it was the Texas Department of Public Safety. I think it was on that. It was anyway. It was on another website. It might have been the Charlie Project because there are so many, so many websites out there dedicated to trying to help find missing and unidentified people, which is amazing. Yeah. But there was actually a picture of the guy who was found in the ditch, and he had the short-sleeved, button-up, I, I imagine it as a button-up shirt, but I don't think they said buttoned-up. It was a short-sleeve, uh, blue and white checkered shirt, I think. And, um, dress pants and loafers. It Sounds like a, bowling alley. Well, it, I mean, it was one of the cases that we covered. Yeah. He was a Hispanic male. Mm hmm And he, they thought that he had died, like, the night previous. But, um... Oh, there was a picture in one of the other sources that I found. I, I came across the same uh, the same cases that we had covered already, mm -hmm. and so I looked at them to see if there was any more information that I didn't have. And there was actually a picture of, for that guy. Unfortunately, it was a deceased picture, which I was unhappy to have seen. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no need to show us those. Yeah, no, I'm not going to show you those, and I'm not going to post those pictures on. I, th I did post a link to the case in case anyone feels like they know who this person is. But do be warned, there is a picture of this fellow after he's passed. I mean, he doesn't, he just looks like he's sleeping, but 
it's still you can tell having that knowledge i mean like it's it's a little disturbing yeah how can he be unidentified or is he not unidentified he is unidentified well nobody claimed him he didn't have any he didn't have a wallet or um identification on him of any kind and he probably his prints weren't in the system and let's move on to unidentified case number two miss lily the case number is UP52406. Found January 9th, 2011. The remains of an Asian or Caucasian male were found washed up on the rocks at Surfside Jetty Park, estimated to be 35 to 45 years old. He was estimated to be 5 foot to 5 7 or 130 to 200 pounds. He had black or dark brown hair. It says the body was found on January 9, 2011. But then, in the description, it says the previous day, Saturday, December 31st, 2010, a black 12-foot aluminum boat with gold letterings, lettering was located floating unoccupied in the Gulf Intracoast waterway just north of the Surfside Beach Bridge. And the Freeport Police Department took custody of the vessel. The boat had a trolling motor with extra battery, bait casting net, and one rod and reel. No hull numbers found on the boat, and the several number serial, serial number appear to have been scratched off. It's a stolen boat. Whoopsie. The word the words black salt and shoker poker. The Six. words on the website were snoker poker, which I don't know might be a typo because snooker poker or snooker like a card game is a thing hmm. and I think oftentimes is compared to poker because I looked it up I was like you know I looked up black salt boat and then also like snooker poker boat and I couldn't find anything like that but there is like a black salt like rod and reel and then there's like the the poker aspect so I don't know. Maybe maybe they were fishing gambler. I don't what know. It's weird for the the boat to have two names though. Mm-hmm. But what does the boat have to do with the guy? It was found they, in the same area that his body was found in, and it's a boat that has been tampered with. Yeah, and there um, there's an assumption that they possibly could be connected. Not definitely, but possibly. Okay, now I know what to say at the end. <coughs> So. The words black salt and snoo- what do I say? Snooker poker, okay. but possibly might be a typo to be snooker poker. But snooker poker rhymes better than snooker poker. So Snoop. it might be on purpose, I don't know. And snooker poker, we're on the boat. <laughs> um, if you know someone that fits this description, and maybe had some stuff with the boat. A black boat, boat with gold writing, which yeah. sounds like a pretty distinct looking boat to me. So I if, like if, if you ever, f- if you ever see that, if you ever s- have seen, like a person you know with a boat like that, contact Surfside Beach Police Agency Department number is 
979-239-1151. The case number is 110-1190-13790. Gary Phillips, Chief of Police. Talk to Gary Phillips. Okay, that's <laughs> the last bit of our unidentified people in Brazoria what? County. Now we're moving on to the missing people. Oh. These people actually have names and faces, which I will make like a, I'll make a post on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram with the pictures of these people's faces. Last seen on October 5th, 2013, Sam Pone, Sam, forgive us if that is incorrect, Levan. Le Le Forty years old, drowned while fishing, and his body was never recovered. He was wearing blue jeans, a red shirt, and possibly Crocs or sandals. Also with him missing and presumed drowned was 48-year-old Trey Wynn. His body was later found and identified. Yeah, I know. I forgot to... Um, I the, the link for his information, for their information, it will be included on the Facebook post. Uh, I just forgot to put it in the notes. I I apologize. I apologize for any mispronunciations. Their names were in a language I do not speak. Yeah. I did look up how to say it, but the it's spelled S-O-M-P-H-O-N-E. Sam's name is, and his last name is spelled L-A-V-A-N. Uh, the Trey Wynn, in case we're saying that in properly the spelling is t-r-a-i the last name is n-g-u-y-e-n again as she said we apologize for any mispronunciations our case number four is um this person was last seen august 1st 1999 uh evaristo tello or teo t-e-l-l-o velasquez uh estimated around 40 years old five foot five inches tall 140 pounds he had black hair brown eyes he was of a hispanic descent he was listed as endangered he went missing from alvin texas he was last seen wearing blue jeans a pullover polo style shirt and riding a blue bicycle he suffers from an undisclosed mental disorder so he might have just been in danger because of his mental disorder the, yeah I, yeah i forgot which case this was but i mean they have endangered sometimes in like their like their status sort mm -hmm. of so he's missing and endangered basically saying he's not safe um that is all the information there was about him his texas department of safety case number is m0709013 if you have any information about him if you have seen him and he's not missing after all and he's perfectly fine Please call the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office at 979-849-2441. The agency case number for that is 9908075. Or, or, you know, if you know what happened to him or you've heard what happened to him, let somebody know because somebody... He's being missed by somebody. Yeah, he, he's being missed. He was reported as missing, so somebody is missing him. That one's a long one, too. I'll let Sissy have this one, and then I'll take the shorter one since hers last time was shorter, and then mine was longer. Okay.
Richard Allen Rhine last was last seen March 22, 1977 in Angleton, Texas. He was a Caucasian male with brown hair, hazel eyes. He was 5'7", 135 pounds, 23 years of age. And he may have had a mustache when he disappeared. He has epilepsy and takes medication for it. He has a small scar on his forehead between his eyes an old fracture on the left arm above his wrist and a fracture at the middle joint of the middle finger in his right hand. Also a fractured collarbone. Or he had at one point fractured his collarbone. Yeah, he had at one point fractured his collarbone. These were all old injuries? I think so. It was weirdly worded, so it was hard to tell. I mean, I would expect it would be old injuries because that's something that you'd be able to tell in a medical record if you found the body. Yeah. Mr. Rhine went to his job in Freeport, Texas on August 1st, 1977, and was never seen again. He drove a green 1969 Chevy pickup with a white top and a gold passenger side fender and door bearing. Texan's license plate was, number was HR3152. He also went by the names Ricky and Tricky Ricky. Sounds like a fun guy. <laughs> Texas Department of Public Safety case number is so M8712001. If you have any information on this case or if you've ever seen this guy before or may know where he is, you can contact Brazoria County Sheriff's Office at 979 eight six four two two six three or Texas Department of Public Safety missing persons clearing house at five one two four two four five zero seven four and the agency case number is M eight seven one two zero zero one. Yeah, uh I felt like it would have been um helpful to know what his job was, where he worked. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. he worked in Freeport, but I couldn't find anywhere where it said where in Freeport. So, I mean, or, yeah, what what job. Yeah. Where did I, I, I'm going to have to do an episode. Or where Because, like, the job would have put him in a part of Freeport. Yeah. So, yeah. Knowing the location of his last known whereabouts, like, you know. Yeah, and that would have put it somewhat of a track from where he lived to his job. And what number is this? Number six? Six. John Daisy. Already off to a rough start. Sorry. Sorry, John. John Davis Kiefer, last seen on February 1st, 1988 in Lake Jackson, Texas. Caucasian male, brown hair, blue eyes, 5'10", 150 pounds, 45 years old when he went missing. Not much else is known. Officials think he may have been, he may have been taken against his will. Oh. <laughs> Texas Department of Public Safety case file number is M9. Three zero one zero zero six. Uh, the the phone number 
is five one two four two four five zero seven four. Okay, Siri. <laughs> Case number seven is Alejandro Flores Jr., also known as Alex. He was last seen November 19th, 1991 from Ankleton, Texas. He is a Hispanic male with black hair and brown eyes. He's five foot six inches tall and weighed 200 pounds and was 23rd no 32 years old at the time of his disappearance he was also nearly bald and may have had a mustache beard or and goatee he has a scar on his right wrist and his left ear is deformed hmm. he was last seen wearing a light gray t-shirt and light gray shorts brown work boots and a baseball cap Does that sound like anybody to y'all no. Light colored t-shirt, light colored shorts, work boots. Papa? Yeah. <laughs> baseball cap. I mean, he doesn't wear a baseball cap anymore, but he used to. So Papa's not balding. Papa's white. Well, no, I'm talking about the clothes. He sounds yeah. like he's going off to work. Mm. Like, construction work. Papa he was last... Papa, 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 Papa wears pants, though. Yeah. He, well, not in the summertime. Oh. Sometimes he wears... Depending on the job shorts. he's doing. Yeah. His vehicle was found in the parking lot of a local airport shortly after his disappearance, but he was never seen or heard from again. The only local airport we have around here is in the middle of a field. Are private airports. Hmm. But a rich guy made him disappear. <laughs> well, it's curious. I mean, I could be wrong about the airport, but I mean, really don't think there's a I mean the closest local airport this was in when was this y'all mm. it's a paper y'all 1991 so I don't I don't think there was a public for use airport around here in 1991 I wasn't here in 1991 so maybe there was but as far as I know the local public airport would be in Houston. So anyway, that's peculiar to me. I found that peculiar. Also, there's not a description of the vehicle that he drove, whether it's a truck or a car, because that could help, you know, oh, I saw that person getting out of this vehicle around this time. Being able to connect those two things. Yeah. Oh, you I know. saw that, that vehicle empty. That guy wasn't alone. Right, or something yeah. something like that. Yeah. I saw that vehicle. That jerk cut me off and, you know, irritated me. and He's driving erratically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, the Texas Department of Safety case number is M9304011. If you, if, if this person sounds from, well... If you know this person, if or if this person sounds familiar, or if you know anything about the case, uh, please give one eight hundred. Please call one eight hundred three four six three two four three. Um, any of these numbers you can call and be anonymous. You don't have to leave your name. You don't have to be involved in any way after leaving the information. But don't make prank calls. Don't be a jerk. These are real people with real lives, with real families who miss and love them. 
only call if you have legitimate information or think you may do think you may this is another long one Brittany Nicole <laughs> Dolbear sure tell her off what sounds like you're about to tell her off Brittany Nicole Brittany Nicole Dolbear Dolbear last seen November 1st 1998 in Angleton Texas uh, um, Caucasian female. She's a Caucasian female. She was three years old at the time of her abduction. She had brown hair and brown eyes. Uh, she was, or is, no, was, definitely not now. Three feet seven inches tall and weighed 52 pounds. She was last seen wearing a red checkered dress. She took amoxicillin. 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 Um, she took amoxicillin for allergies. She was believed to have been taken by her no, non-custodial custodial. Non-custodial biological mother, Sherry Lynn Dolbear. Sherry and Brittany may also Sherry and Brittany may also go by the surname Woods. It is believed that Sherry took Brittany out of Texas. Hopefully she did not hurt that little girl. Yeah. Sherry Lynn Dolbear. Sherry Lynn Dolbear. Or Sherry Lynn Dolbear or Wood. Is a Caucasian female and had brown hair and green eyes. She's 5 feet 8 inches tall. Weighed... 107 pounds. No. Yeah? No. Nope. 170. Yeah. 170 pounds. And was 52 at the time of abduction. She has a scar on her right wrist and wore blue contacts. Sherry also took antibiotics for a medical condition. The TDPS case number is A9907002. So she will... Either have green eyes or blue eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, that was in 98, so that was literally 23 years ago. So, so the little girl is 26, and she would be... Recovering now. If it were something that she survived through and it was dramatic, she'd be recovering now. Yeah. Or she was taken off and treated well and loved. She just was cut off from another part of her family. She yeah. was taken illegally. That's... What we hope yeah. is the case yeah, is that's, that's best case scenario is she was raised in a loving environment, just not with the people that had legal guardianship over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have seen these people before, or you, you now the people probably look way different. So, but if you have seen them in the past, in that year or whatever, if you were alive then. Contact Angle Angle Contact Angleton Police Department at nine seven nine eight four nine two three eight nine. Nope, two three eight three. So uh, I at first when I read three years old, I was like, "Is there supposed to be another number?" <laughs> yeah. There's a sweet little picture of her too, and then they have age progression pictures of her. Predicted age projections. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she lived uh, or is living a good life off somewhere else 
it's just like for the family that lost her they don't know mm-hmm. and that's you know that's the reason why we're talking about it is because maybe <clears throat> maybe our effort in some way could help bring closure to their family maybe reunite and maybe just maybe one day Brittany may stumble across this podcast and be like my hometown or maybe it covers my hometown and then she you know hears this story and she's like hey wait I should contact Denise Lynn Perez or Perala was last seen on May 1st 1998 in Pearland Texas she was a Caucasian female with brown hair and green eyes she was five foot seven and weighed 180 pounds she was 45 at the time and she, at the time she went missing, she has a scar on her left breast and, a, and two large lumps on her back. She was last seen wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Not much is known concerning her disappearance. The Texas Department of Public Safety case number is M9812003. And I believe this is the phone number that you could reach it at is 512424. Five zero seven. <sighs> okay, the last one, case number 10, is Edward Joseph Matthews. He was last seen March 18, 2003 in Angleton, Texas. He is a Caucasian male with a full head of wavy brown hair, green eyes, full beard, and mustache. Uh, he is <coughs> six foot he was six foot five inches tall and weighed around 270 pounds. He is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran. He has USMC with an eagle tattooed on his upper left arm. He also has a six-inch scar on his left forearm. Oof, Records show that, quote, an employee of a government agency, end quote, was the last to see Mr. Matthews but it is not known what agency or the circumstances surrounding that meeting. Foul play is suspected. Not necessarily from a government agency. Just foul play in regards to his mis- to his being missing. But feel free to write your conspiracies. <laughs> if you have any information about this fellow, he is seems like a person not easily missed if you've seen this person um, if you know anything about this man um, you can contact the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office at 979-864-2227 use the reference number 1301-0198 and the Texas Department of Public Safety number uh, case number is M one five one one zero zero two, and that is the end of our. There are um, more missing persons to be handled at another time, but that is what we're covering today. Ten cases at a time. It's about all my brain can handle. Now we're going to talk about what is to come because this is our like our season finale. For the for for the the season, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You said I actually found and then didn't 
You found, you know, I've, I'm starting like five sentences. I found an episode, I found a case that I started writing down and um, my S's are really S-y. I don't like it. One of the missing person cases, <laughs> one of the missing person cases that I came across, I actually uh, found a lot of information on and it's worthy of a whole episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, one of those. So, next season, we will be talking about uh, Carolyn Lynn Long. Uh, yeah, okay, that's one of the people. Uh, we'll be covering more missing people, more um, things like that. What kind of other stuff would y'all like to, to do? Are we going to be doing the movie stuff over the break or are we just adding the movie reviews as a new segment into the podcast um i think over the break but sort of casually yeah. <laughs> i mean i still want to like put out like something every monday but um and there'll be shorter episodes i assume right um um there'll be a little bit of a change in like the refresh the aesthetics yeah of everything. And you said that you wanted to try to go on some ghost hunts with your people? If my people are not, um, scared. I got one person to agree, but she also, like, wants to date the ghosts, so. So do you. Mm. We're gonna start a yeah. YouTube channel. It's not gonna be our videos. It's no. not gonna be us on video. Because none of us are ready for any kind of you know that kind of thing it it'll be our podcast with closed captioning and probably some sort of visual behind it um i'm working on transcribing the the episodes for the hearing impaired uh, because i started thinking about how sort of one-sided podcasting is and and i looked into how to podcast for hearing impaired people and most of it comes down to transcribing. So we're working on that. We're working on transcribing. Um, yeah, Alora is looking into setting up a ghost hunting sort of thing, which will, I'm assuming, include some video. It should. Um, hopefully, I, I really do want to try and do that. I think it would be cool if I went on some museum tours. I think that would be cool too. Um, My I, dream! Zoria County Historical Museum. I think it'd be really cool to go there. And Okay, yeah, we are going to start the Splat v. Ripe movie reviews, which, um, again, we've talked about this before, but um, for those of you who don't know and who, for whatever reason, might actually care, <laughs> we want to take Sorry. two movies uh, that are very similar. Our first movies are going to be Manos the Hands of Fate versus The Strangers. And uh, they're similar in their, their movie premise. But Manos is like, it has, on the Rotten Tomato scale, it has like 1% <laughs> rating. And um, Strangers has, I think, like a 96% rating. So that's what the basis of uh, Splat v. Ripe is is we take these two movies that are similar and but on opposite ends of the rating scale and we are going to try to rate them fairly against each other we will each say 
three things nice about the films, or positive things, and uh, three things negative or critical about because the if films. you can't say nothing nice, don't, <laughs> don't say, say nothing, nothing at all. We're not sure yet how many <laughs> videos, how many um, movies we'll get through, or how long. We are going to take a bit of a break, because researching is tiring, and I'd like to be able to just not have to worry about it anymore for a little while, for vacation. summer. Yeah. And it's summer, and our weekends are getting pretty busy. And I won't be here for a week. Yeah, and Lily won't be here for a week, and I'll be gone, or occupied in some way, several weekends in a row, and... So yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we will still be active in social media and such as that. Um, also, we need to thank Columbia and Norway for tuning in. Oh, Yay. Columbia and Norway! Woo thank you, Columbia. Thank you, Norway. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I would like to wish everybody a very happy Pride. Very happy Pride. Happy Pride, happy pride Month, people. Happy, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Be proud to be be you. If your parents don't accept you for who you are, I will be your mom. And I'll be your stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? You're my sister. <laughs> meaning, like, oh, you're a husband. I don't know. Just meaning, dad. <laughs> for some reason, I just said stepdad. It works. I like but it. To light a candle for the missing. We support you. We if support no you. This is does. a safe space. Please share your stories. This is a section of our true crime episodes where we light a candle for the victims, the people we have discussed. What is the hashtag? Um, hashtag candle, candle for the for missing. The candle for the missing or candle for the lost? Candle for the lost. Long. Okay, cam Candle for the Lost and hashtag Candle for the Lost in Brazoria County. So if you want to participate in lighting a candle, just do what you do. Do what you do. You don't have to share. You can. We light this candle in uh, honor of the people that have gone missing, that have been lost. Uh, we see you. We hear you. We sp speak for you. We are still trying. We are still looking for you. We hope you're found. We're sorry for the families. We hope wherever you are, you're at peace. Whether it's still on Earth or not on Earth anymore. We hope you're at peace. We hope that your families are able to find peace at whatever, where, whatever moment they are in their life. Okay. And please share this information. Even if you don't know these people, share, uh, talk about it. Share the 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 links that are on the website. Nobody deserves to get forgotten. Mm -hmm. Nobody, yeah, nobody deserves. These are these are people's babies. These are people's fathers, their brothers, their sons, their daughters, their mothers. Their these are people that matter. If you would like to contact us, you can find us at through our email if you would like to share a story with us, whether it is a local story of your hometown, a personal true crime story, a personal paranormal story, 
uh, if it's just something cool that you heard about you want us to talk about or if you want to tell us about it please just let us know share with us uh, you can send us an email at roundherepodcast at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter at RoundHairPC. You can find us on Instagram at RoundHairPodcast. You can find us on Facebook at RoundHairPodcast. We also have a tea public, <laughs> public store that um, has some merchandise that if you think it'd be cool, like to have a sticker that has our stuff on it. I still need to or get a sticker no so Okay. Um, stickers are like two dollars or so, two fifty, something like that. T-shirts. And t-shirts are like twenty bucks, I think. I mean, that's kind of a stretch, but they they pretty often um, run sales. Anyway, uh, you can also uh, support us through our buy me a coffee. But yeah, you can. Our links are. Are on our bio in um, all the all the places. I'm tired now. So goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so we're apologize. Meh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so things are still a little choppy and we are still learning. But thank you for joining us for the ride. If you enjoy listening to us be silly and chat about silly things, then please subscribe and follow and leave us a comment. But again, we are new, so please be kind. Thank you.